With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. I was a bouncing and a laughing as we rolled down an old dirt road. Daddy looking in his rear view, hoping that we'd just hang on. All right, guys, uh, new but Always Race Day podcast here. So Probably doing this a few days late, and I apologize on that. But I got Connor Ferguson with me. I'm Chris Williams. And I spent last weekend at the Lucas Oil Speedway at the Show Me 100. And I wanted to just chronicle this. Again, I, I planned on writing a column about it and I just haven't had time this week to, to sit down and do that. So here we are on Friday, Connor and I are going to kind of talk about that experience. Cause I, I think Connor, like one of the things I want to do here as I get older with this, while you're out covering the races, I want to go, I want to do like travel blogs and stuff about like my trips to these tracks and man, I've been to maybe a hundred dirt tracks in my life. I don't know. Close. And I'd never seen anything like what I encountered at the Lucas oil speedway. Like they call it the diamond of dirt tracks and Holy crap. They absolutely knocked this place out of the park. Now it's not all perfect. And I'll, and I'll talk about that. But so we have been at the Lake of the Ozarks. My parents have a place there. It's about an hour drive and you go through Camdenton and you are basically driving in the middle of nowhere. Like you're like, it's like the TV show Ozark and you roll up on Wheatland, Missouri and the sign that says population like 283. And then it's just like this freaking NASCAR track that you see. It looks like when you're driving up to the Iowa speedway from Newton is how I would describe it. And it was, it was really an odd dropping thing for me. I was just not expect. I've been, again, I've been all these dirt tracks before this thing. I've never been to Eldora and I know you're going next week. That's the one like big dog that I haven't like seen. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're hopefully going to Eldora. Um, but like just totally blown away by this facility and we can talk about the racing, uh, the amenities and all that stuff. But I was just, um, really like, um, 
still awe dropping. Like I was, I, it was like, I was a kid. Uh, I remember I went to the inaugural brickyard 400 in 1994. That's how I felt rolling up to Lucas oil speedway. Yeah. Even from the limited pictures I got from you. Thanks a ton, man. Text me pictures. Got one. I, well, I'm that's a kidding. problem. And then I was going to talk about that. They don't have cell service out there. Yeah. I think, uh, probably the number one thing that I think is important for a dirt track anywhere, uh, should be music in between the races. Cause if you don't have it, your atmosphere is going to stink. And if you got lazy fans, uh, and no music, then it's really going to stink. Um, you can guess where I went and heard that, but anyways, uh, cell service is like number two, right? Like oh. when I went to Houston's last year for their big race, it was the Houston's 50 last year. This year it's the Houston's high bang nationals. And they got, too much stuff to worry about, frankly, with, uh, they just got ransacked by a big storm this week. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, when you walk around Houston's in the infield, at least that weekend, um, or I think it was a Monday, Tuesday race last year, but there was like, you could get a signal and you couldn't move six feet from that little signal box that you had. And if you do, you lose the signal and you got to go find a new spot, but it's not in the same spot you were just at. It's like impossible to get any kind of service. So, yeah, we had a similar deal. So I was actually, I I went to Tyler herbs merch spot and I was trying to, I was going to buy a shirt turbo shirt and learned that the Wi-Fi was so bad and there was no service that none of the credit card readers were working at the merch stands. You had to pay in cash. They were so overwhelmed. I mean, they were calling it a, a sellout crowd. And think about how much money you're losing there for yeah. all the teams, you know? Yeah. Uh, there were a lot of upset wives and girlfriends in the uh, merch trailers at that point. But so it was a similar deal. So like at the, the press box had like a public Wi-Fi thing. Well, Another thing I, w- I've, I learned from my time at Lucas Oil Speedway is you actually don't want to sit on the front stretch because you're just going to get their front stretch is basically on top of the track, which it looks great, just but you're covered with dirt. Yes. We sat there during hot laps and I was like, I'm getting the hell out of here. And we went out to the bleachers in turn one, which was a great seat. Like it was one of the best seats I've ever had at a, at a dirt track. And I was talking to some of my buddies there who, or regulars for the show me and they rent golf carts and sit on in turn one is what, what, what a lot of people do. A lot of the car owners and stuff do that. They have their four wheelers and they just sit there in between turns, turns one and two. Um, but yeah, like, so if you weren't basically directly by the press box, like you, you didn't have Wi-Fi or anything like that. And listen to us. Like we're just, we haven't talked about the damn race yet. We're talking about everything else. Uh, but it, it was, it was great in that sense. Cause I had never been to a, other than Knoxville, obviously Knoxville is a whole different animal. Like I don't really put anything else on the Knoxville nationals Saturday night level, as far as crowds and stuff like that goes. But the, um, the interesting part of that race, and I know you were at Knoxville, so you weren't watching is I had never been to a race that was totally dictated by TV before until this one. Because we could have had the show me done by eight thirty, and the whole thing. So hot laps were at five thirty, and they drew that damn thing out. I don't think we went, took the green flag until ten. 
Now there are a couple reasons for this. The track was a disaster on Friday night. Like they had had a lot of rain the day before. It reminded me of Farley last year when Lucas oil went there, like they did everything they could to get the show in, but it was just too wet. They farmed the track like five or six times between five 30 and that feature starting, which in their defense, it turned out to be an amazing race. Like the surface was perfect. There were five lanes on that thing watching Fergie come from 12th or 10th or wherever he started and just methodically pick off the field was awesome. Bobby Pierce started 14th, got up to third, and then he had something break in his distributor. Um, so the track was amazing, but I, I do think it's part of this bigger conversation where as dirt fans, we've never, like, if you go to a football game, like you always see the TV guy, right? Like, Oh, we're at a commercial. I'd never been to a race that was comp- a dirt race that was completely dictated by TV which is a really interesting thing. I think it's something our sport needs to work on as far as like you're saying, you know, entertaining these people during these hour long breaks while we're waiting for the sun to go down or whatever it is. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. Cause I'm super passionate about that in general. Um, there's a faction of dirt fans out there that they hate any race that has TV attached to it. Um, cause they just think the flow and dirt vision broadcasts are fine, which they're fantastic production wise, but I'm telling you right now, you'd rather have your race, whatever it is on ABC on CBS. Obviously that's not the debate we're having here, but if your race is on TV, more people are going to watch it. Like more people have Mav TV in their homes than probably have a subscription to flow racing, flow racing or dirt vision just on terms of, uh, yeah. availability. Now, so then I would come back to you and play devil's advocate and say, it's a little bit like podcasting, right? Like if we were on a radio station right now, we would be available to more people, but like there's more people who care who are listening right. to podcast. I, I have more points. So, okay. All right. They also hate, dri- they also hate driver intros, but Chris, you, you go oh, to, a fo- you go to, a, are, Oh my God. You're just one of these people. Well, to, it's like, know, here's the deal. We farmed the track six times. We've been, now I don't need the driver intro now. Well, no, the issue there is first of all, have driver intros while you're telling the track and doing that. You can, do it, you can do it on the stage at the same time. Just make sure it's turned up loud enough. Yeah, absolutely. Or farm absolutely. the front stretch first and then farm the rest of the track and stay the hell away from the front stretch, whatever, you know, it's why I love time trials. I was fighting with my dad about this. My dad hates time trials and I'm like, no, I love it. Like there's 63 cars here and I get to see each one of them. And I get to hear the announcer tell me like, where is he from? Like, right. Like I love that. Like I I love time trials. I do too. When there's not an invert afterwards. Well, yeah, that's a whole other deal. I'm just saying like, yeah, we shouldn't do that debate with this one. But my, my whole point is like, I, yeah, there's a, there's a place for the driver intros, but man, like, so here's my deal. I had a 12 year old nephew with me who I was trying to get hooked on dirt racing because you're brainwashing him on the late model side. What you got to do is enter him <laughs> on the sprint car side. I got all sorts of points to make about that. We walked <laughs> around the pits. But, oh man. Um, but like the kid was just bored out of his mind, you know, and it didn't have to be that way. But again, like I'm not going to complain because this is what I told my, my dad on our way home. It's like, yeah, we're going to get home late, but what they did to that track to produce one of the most brilliant late model races I've seen because that track was perfect. So again, like here we are 
crying about spilled milk and like the, we go to watch the race and it was a really good race. Sometimes the issue is how early you have hot laps. I understand you don't want catastrophe to strike in the middle uh, and you kind of do take that risk, but sometimes you got to take that risk. And if it's delayed a little bit and the TV window has to be shifted back, it's a live event. You don't go away from a live event. So if you're going to piss off someone with after you took a risk and it went poorly on you one time out of 50, I think it's a risk you take and you don't have hot laps at 530. That's just yeah. this, um, this deal that I was at, they should have hot lapped at seven or seven 30 and promoted that, Hey, this is a live TV race and we're going to throw the green at 10 because we were like hustling, like, cause we went to the pits before. Cause I wanted to walk around talk to some people I haven't seen in a while, show my nephew, the cars up close do all that stuff. And like, we were like hustling our asses off to be in our seats for hot laps. And it was just stupid. Like if I would have known how it was really going to go, I would have stayed in the pits until eight. Yeah. And sometimes that's kind of like a experience thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, no, but I was going to ask you, like, have you ever gone to an Iowa state football game and thought like, man, this entrance is dragging on. When's this game going to start? No. Yeah. At least when player intros come on and the, they do the anthem, they sing the song and do the, you know, when the stuff. game's going to start. Yeah. It's yeah. that's production value. Like you are sitting in the stands entertained and you're not watching anything, but you still sure. love it. And it's a familiar thing, especially if your series, like Johnny Gibson's four wide salute thing, like that's every world of outlaws race has it and it's familiar and it's badass everywhere. And people, you know, I'd like, I, I have a quick bone to pick with dirt vision though, that we need to update the music that goes with all that. I think it's somewhat dictated on who's in the booth. Well, I'm just saying like, what, like I loved the eighties too. You know, the eighties were a good, <laughs> but like, <laughs> <laughs> so the way you, the way you framed that was perfect. Well, Again, like, so I always base off of my dirt track experience because I'm going to love whatever, right? Like I, even a bad race, I'd rather be at a bad race than be anywhere else on the planet. Well, and it's the other thing about the music too. Every time Blake Anderson calls a race, he has the space jam theme, like right before the A main stars. And it's like, oh, you know, Blake Anderson's calling the race. Even if you just started watching, he hasn't said anything yet. Cause he's the only <laughs> only damn one in america playing the space jam theme and it's great like that it's like unique it's not you know it's not a top 100 song ever made it's not a florida george line hit you know shut up <laughs> but you you know that's blake anderson like that's a cool that's another cool little thing and that's completely niche to him um uh, the the point i was gonna make is i i go off of like how do these non-diehards react so another one is, um, I don't expect most of our listeners to know, but Brent Bloom, uh, you will Connor. He's a, uh, uh, my neighbor, my best friend. Oh, I remember Brent. Yeah. He went to that race with us. <laughs> he is not a, um, dirt track racing guy, but I'm trying to get him into it again. Like that's my whole, like, uh, I'm 37 now. Like my whole goal in the next three years is to have like a roster of people who go to races with me when I get older. Um, and like when I, when I have dirt vision on, and blooms because bloom will watch the race. Like he actually will get like, as long as we're betting on it together, like he'll sit there and, and enjoy it. He went to Marshalltown to the flow racing event with, with us and like had a blast. But like when they, when they do the like hokey, like, <laughs> like the bulls intro, it's like, come on, like the tunnel vision, <laughs> like, oh, come on, let's, let's bring this up. Cause he always will like laugh and call it hokey. And like, that's what all the like non-racing people do it. I'm like, oh, wh whatever here we're talking. I don't want this to just be like, Oh, old man, like 
yelling at the. No, I like this. This is perfect for a bonus episode because you can listen (laughs) to this next week and still not miss anything. Yeah. No, I, but point is uh, the Lucas oil speedway is perhaps the finest racing facility I've ever been to when you, when you put it into scale. I mean, I've been to Daytona, I've been to a lot of these, I've been to Indy and those are uh, phenomenal, but you would expect it when you roll up to Wheatland, Missouri, you would have zero expectations for anything based on the city, but where you are at. And then you pull up to that place and it is a phenomenal experience. And I, and that was the whole point of wanting to come on here is I, w- I wasn't wanting to shit all over everything. It was more like they did. They did really good work there, but don't sit on the front stretch. And if you go to the show me uh, plan for a lot of downtime, the downtime was fine for me. I think I, I, I think I drank 12 bush lights. It was great. My, my nephews followed me around. Like we had a, we had a good time, but um like it's all about just, how you, just, it's all about how you entertain people well, at that break. I, yeah. Cause I used to talk to Kendra and I joked with her. I was like, if you need me to go like on the front stretch and interview a couple drivers and like shotgun a beer with someone else that works at the track, like that would be 10 minutes. We could well, fill right there. I, I enjoyed it. Cause I had so many friends at that race. who I hadn't seen in years and I'm, I was walking around and just seeing people. Right. Like, but again, like that's like my church being a, a dirt race like that. Like I, I was seeing friends that I hadn't seen in 15 years. Like I had a blast, but it was really drawn out. And I, and I will go to the grave that these races being on being televised and streamed is, is good for the sport. And I, maybe I should write a long column about that, but I fought with, um, back in the day, I used to fight with Knoxville about this way back in the day. And now they've really embraced it and, and joined us here in 2020. Um, I know it's 2022, but you know what I mean? This decade, uh, I think they but, even, I think they got a hold of it a little bit earlier. Um, but they yeah. started embracing it. Like I feel 2017. And I know that kind of sounds like just when I started cover, I covered the 2016 Knoxville nationals for that blog. I wrote for, for pennies on the dollar. Um, you got paid pennies for that thing. Oh, like, I think I made $35 in my career. It's probably a little more than that, but <laughs> look at you now. All right. I don't know. Um, I don't know an apartment grown up. <laughs> that That's what I got. Uh, again, like that, this is kind of what I want to do those talk about these tracks that I go to and stuff. Cause I want to write about them though. So that they're like for the record and I want people to be able to, and I'll give like tips, you know, on like, Hey, the traffic's bad coming from, you know what I mean? Like that, that type of stuff. But it, it was amazing. Um, my dad's a big facility guy. He loves like great facilities. He's, he's huge on that. And he was just blown away by it. Like we just, we had the best time. So if anybody out of Lucas oil is listening, thank you. It, you it, they've done a really special thing there in the middle of absolute nowhere. So get on out there. I would highly recommend the show me next year to anybody. All right. Um, Connor, enjoy your weekend. Where are you at this week in Knoxville? What do we got coming up? Yeah. So I got a wedding Saturday, so I won't be at oh. Knoxville. Uh, but Sunday I'm driving up to South Dakota. I'm going to go to Houston, try to talk to Todd Queering. Uh, I think that's how you say his name. Um, then we're headed to Eldora. And as long as weather uh, doesn't get in the way of anything, uh, I'll be back Friday and Saturday at Knoxville for the World of Allies races there. Cool. That'll be a big weekend coming up in central. I'm excited for the, um, for the cup boys to be in St. Louis. I think that'll be, that'll be really cool. Um, 
this is what cup needs to do is go to these places for the first time where people are excited and move it around. And- did you see what they did at that dirt track there last night? I did see that. Yeah. It's only, is, I, I didn't know it was only 16 minutes away. You should totally just advertise that you're in St. Louis. Well, I didn't realize I, I saw it after the fact, Connor, cause I, I was, man, I was itching for a late model race last night. Like I was seeking out. I was pissed at the, when it, the cool thing was it was a pop-up from so dirt car racing, which I think is world racing group. So they pop up sanctioned it. Basically all those guys were down there for a Castro flow yeah. racing night. I don't know why they didn't just make it a flow racing night. If one of their full-time guys had to leave and they didn't want to be unfair to him in the points, well, which I would just say, pay the show up points to him. And if he wants to leave, he wants to leave. I don't know. I, I don't know for a fact that that's what happened. I don't, I, it's not like a rumor that would happen. Sorry. I don't want to imply no, anything. I'm, you know, I but, didn't even, my point is I didn't even realize they had done that until about two o'clock in the morning when I was rocking my kid. It, so USAC ran their national midget show there and they weren't planning on having late models, but they had three support classes, which I think just run regularly at the track. Like they had like Kyle Larson's kid and Kyle Bush's kid were racing the micro sprints, but it's like, I might've been a different class, but still you got three support classes and you have two national shows. Like, what are we doing? Well, yeah. If I know anything about it and I helped promote a track for one year. So I have a little bit of experience with this, but you're just there to those you're, you're paying the bills. That's why you have those yeah, and then support classes. Obviously, that's, why uh, that's why they're there. You're, you're, Cause they all bring people to the stands to buy hot dogs. Well, that's the other thing too, is like when I covered these things, I want to tell people like what's the national tour and what's a regional and what the talent level is. And cause people, you know, there's people like, why is Kyle Larson racing against 14 year olds? It's like, Jeff Gordon was doing that when he was 14, he was kicking the crap out of NASCAR guys. Like, yeah. Anyways. All right. I got to go. Uh, but thanks for doing this pod. Appreciate it. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. And, uh, check out always, please. The one thing you can do to help us is just keep sharing our content and keep, uh, helping us, helping us grow. We want to be here a long time from now. So thanks for listening, everybody have a great weekend. Enjoy the races.